Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Giver. This is so weird without doing this with Mel. Um, today is going to be a solo episode. And yeah, we're just, it's going to be a solo episode Q&A style. Um, last week I put on my Instagram, like, hey, ask me any questions you guys might have regarding anything. And I will do the best I can to answer them. Um, but yeah, my microphone and my speakers are kind of doing this weird thing. Last week, I felt like you guys could literally hear me like taking a breath, like every little like, like scratch I can hear. So if you guys can hear that, I apologize. Um, but yeah, happy Wednesday. We are going to jump right in to some questions. I had a question about, we're going to start off juicy. I had a question about filler and about Botox. And right now I thought I would answer this because I just had um, a procedure done called microneedling, which is like very common. A lot of people do it for acne scarring or like fine lines or texture. So it's literally like this little device and it kind of, it almost like stamps your skin. Um, and it's like these little needles that resurface your skin. So if there's any estheticians listening, you're like, no, that's totally wrong. <laughs> Please feel free to comment below. Um, but that is my knowledge of what it does. And when it comes to Botox and filler, I have talked about this before. I will be super transparent and honest. I have done Botox a handful of times. Um, and I don't think it's like necessarily a bad thing and something that like people should shame or like oh my God, you do Botox. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think you, people should truly do whatever makes them happy. And I have done it a few times. But the last two times I did it, I've done it like, I don't know. Like I, I had it done like in 2022 by a plastic surgeon and he put so much in my face. Like I was going to, I went like twice with Melissa to her um, nurse practitioner in Canada who she sees. And she's like very conservative. She would be like, okay, we're only going to do a little bit like, like right here and like right here. It was like four little pricks and you're done. She was like, I'm like, are you sure? Like not anymore. She's like, no, she was super conservative with, with where she put it. She's like, this is baby Botox, right? Whatever. I'm like, okay, like just a little bit. Perfect. But then I went to this guy in um, like Boca area, Florida, and he's like, oh, I don't, I don't tell you how many units. I just like look at your face and like do it. And at the time I was like 28 and I'm like, really? Okay. Like, all right. You can, I take really good care of my skin. I don't go in the sun a whole lot just because I skin cancer runs in my family. And, um, yeah, I, I have, I'm, I'm fair. So I just, I don't really go in the sun. And my mom's always been like very adamant on like skincare and taking care of your skin from a young age. Um, so he like looks at my face and I didn't th think my face like needed that much Botox, if any at all, but he's like, oh yeah, we're just going to like do it. And I'm like, okay. So he puts all of this Botox, like in my forehead, by my eyes. And I felt so frozen and so stiff. 
And honestly, I didn't like how it looked when I like would try to smile. I felt like it made my eyes look very, 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 very tiny. Like they were almost shut because the Botox was so heavy in my face, like by my eyes and on my forehead. I felt like it was like sitting on my face and just kind of like weighing it down. And I did not like how it looked. So after that, like a year went by, I'm like, okay, like, I, I don't know, like if I want to do this, I found another good nurse practitioner in Florida, a woman. And I went in and she's like, yeah, like, I mean, it's preference, right? Like if you want it, we can do it. We don't have to, like, you could use it right here, right here. Like, but I mean, I wouldn't do a lot. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like you can just put it right here, right here. And she did. Sorry if you guys aren't watching this on video. Um, you're probably like, what the fuck are you talking about right here, right here? Like by my eyes, a little on my forehead. Okay. And um, she did it and I liked it. And that was probably like, I don't know, a couple months ago, but I don't know. I, I started like when she was doing it, I, I, I had this like kind of weird intuition feeling like, I don't know. Granted, Botox is a neurotoxin. Okay. It is legit botulism. It is like a toxin going in your face. So I kind of had like some conflicting, like internal thing going on when this was happening. I like, again, not shaming Botox. I've done it. I don't think it's bad. I think if you want to do something and feel beautiful and, or you like how it looks, by all means do it. But I think because I had like, so I've had so much um, kind of things like with my health and how I really care about like what I put in my body. I was just like, I don't know if I like want to do this. Like I'm still pretty young. Like I know girls are starting this at like 22, 23, 24, but like I'm going to be 30 and granted, yeah, I'm probably still going to do it here and there. But I just was like, mm, there has to be like other modalities I can use besides just Botox. So I started looking into like facial, like cupping, gua sha, um, microneedling. Um, there's a laser called Morpheus 8, which kind of helps like resurface the skin. Yeah, different laser treatments. Um, granted, no, it's probably not going to ever be as strong as legit injecting like a freaking something in your face to like make it frozen. But I also, I don't, I, I, I don't know, I think aging gracefully and and doing it in a way where you still feel good but just not abusing it i think what happens is you know when you do it in your 20s 30s 40s you you still look great but maybe like later on because you're you keep shooting the muscle it starts to almost kind of like become weak and i i still feel i'm young so i'm like man maybe i'm not going to do this as much anymore. Granted, I don't think I've abused it at all. And I did start it in my late 20s, but that to me is also still very young. So um, yeah, I don't know. So so there was a question on here and I'm only talking about this first because my face might look a little red and like I have no makeup on and like kind of like it looks like it's like shiny, but I just had literally microneedling done this morning and I have nothing on my face. And then as far as filler go, filler goes, excuse me, I have not had filler in my face, but I have had a half a syringe of filler in my lips. And I always said when I would get asked on Q and A's, do you have filler? 
I was like, no, no, no. I just did filler this year, like a few months ago when I went that last time to see that um, nurse practitioner, the woman, that was the first time. And I was so nervous because I think, I mean, granted, yeah, we always, like, we like, oh, things could always be better, tighter, thinner, big, more muscle, whatever, right? Like we are kind of like always wanting more. And I, I didn't want to like fall into that, like see myself and be like, oh no, I, my lips should be bigger. And like, I should have this, you know, I, I didn't want to get it and then kind of like not become like addicted to it, but like, oh my God, like I want, I want more. So I did do a half a syringe in my lips. Um, honestly, to me, they look the exact fucking same. Like you can go look at my pictures from last year when I had nothing in my lips and then go look at my pictures now when there's a half a syringe of filler in my lip and they look the same to me. I don't know if I'll ever do it again. Um, I like it. I don't think it's bad. And yeah, um, Mel and I talked in like the first episode of Giver where people were kind of like coming at me and being like, what the fuck did you do to your face? And da, 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 da. That was like right after I had my filler and I went and got like hardcore glam makeup and the makeup artist like overlined my lips like insanely and they were like a little bit swollen and she overlined them and then put a ton of like, you know, lip uh, lipstick and like lip gloss on. So they looked extra juicy and um, yeah, people were like freaking out, but the, I'm just being super transparent, transparent here. That is what I have done in the past when people say like, have you ever done filler and Botox? Um, yes. But again, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm going to try to do some like other modalities in between the Botox. Like I said, like I just bought these little, these little like facial cups um, from a company called Primely Pure. And it comes with like oil and like, I, I want to start like cupping my face and like, I've done like lymphatic drainage massages, hydrofacials. So I like doing all that stuff for my skin. Um, but again, is it going to be the same as Botox? Meh, probably not. But am I, am I like bashing Botox? No, I'm totally not. I've done it. But I would like to do like other things to not always rely on Botox for the skin. So that's that question. Here we go. I had a lot of these, you guys, like random questions. So I just took a bunch of screenshots and I don't, I have, I did not pick them out. I just took like screenshots and we're just going to kind of go run through some. All right, here we go. Um, this one's from Alex and he asked, funny moment when Chris and you are meeting. How did he ask you to be his girlfriend? So, so the first time I met Chris, um, he picked me up from the airport because he was living in Canada and I was living in Illinois. So I like flew out to see him and um, I remember him picking me up in his Jeep and he was wearing this like flannel with this like jean jacket over it very canadian vibes very manly vibes i'm like oh yes i like you and <laughs> this is the cutest thing ever he brought me like a tupperware of like like cooked food and he brought me like quinoa and brussels sprouts with salmon <laughs> i'm like and i was so nervous like i'm like not trying to eat freaking brussels sprouts and salmon 
in the car, but he like was like, oh, you traveled. Like I brought you some food. And I'm like, oh my God, my heart, you're so sweet. I think I like took a few bites when we went back to his apartment. Um, but I was nervous. I'm like, I can't eat this right now. What the hell? But very sweet. So that was kind of funny, like how he brought me this little like meal and we were both like oh my god like hi like it's good to meet you but we talked on like the phone and facetime for months prior um probably like two months prior month and a half so we were like comfortable with each other but it's different when you meet someone in person you know it's like whoa um so that was that was like a funny moment but we were both pretty nervous and then how he asked me to be his girlfriend we it was um November 11th, 11, 11, uh, 2018. And it was right before Melissa and Ian's wedding. Melissa and Ian got married, I think November like 17th. Mel, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so it was right before, right before their wedding. And we were like cuddling in bed and like, we were like looking at each other and, this was also the first time he said, I love you. And I said, I love you back. And I, you guys, I can't really like explain the feeling. I've never in my life like felt something like my heart like opened like that in my life. It was, it was pretty incredible. Like we both like said, I love you. And then he was like, I also want to ask, like, will you be my girlfriend? And I'm like, oh yes. Like Yes. So that's, uh, that's how he asked me. Um, and it was very sweet. It was very, very sweet. It was like, I remember the moment, like literally yesterday. So it's a great moment. All right. Um, how many times do you train your legs in a week? Uh, I would, I, I like to do at least twice, no more. Sometimes once, like if we're traveling or like, I don't know, I, I like, I'm still so sore and I can't like recover. The second leg day might just be like, I don't know, uh, a higher volume, but um, I like like one heavy leg day for sure. And then a second one, but I need to be fully recovered to like actually hit them hard again, or I'll do like a higher volume. So at least, at least twice, I would say. Um, do you miss competing? I get this question a lot and for those who don't know, I used to compete um, like Chris, but I'm. if you're listening to this, I'm sure you kind of know that from the podcast, but if not, I did for a while. And to be honest, like for, for a long time, I really resented the sport and competing because I thought it like, quote unquote, made me sick. And like, I had a lot of like built up, I don't want to say anger, but kind of like resentment. I did. I was very like, uh, like this ruined my body. This gave me this, this, and this issue. And so for a long time when people are like, do you miss competing? I'm like, fuck no, I hated it. Like it was the worst thing ever. When I look back now, I was like, oh my God, that was such a, actually a beautiful moment in my life, moments in my life. It was like, it was amazing. You know, like I wouldn't, I would not, if people are like, oh, do you regret it? Not at all. Not one bit, like none. Um, do, do I miss it? There are moments where I'm like, where I'll go to the Olympia and watch like bikini Olympia. And I'm like, Oh my God, like the girls look freaking awesome. Like I was once up there. I once, you know, did that. You know, I, I do have moments or moments, even, um, the, the discipline that prep brings or competing brings 
is something like once you stop doing it, you kind of almost think like, oh, am I capable of doing that still? Like, can I actually push my body to that extreme? And like, I love like a good, like I, I do, I do love pushing myself hard. I do. I did it for a while. Like I like hard workouts. I like intensity. I, I really do. Like I truly do. I do. I do it all the time. Absolutely not. But I do like doing it. Um, so I have moments of being like, oh, I miss that like really insane discipline. But as far as like getting back on stage, no, I don't like, I don't, I have moments again of missing it, but I'm not like, oh my God, I need, I want to compete again. I need to do it. No, I don't. I, I truly feel at peace with never competing again and being like very content and happy with that decision. But I love showing up and supporting Chris and watching all the other girls compete and men like I it's an, it's amazing it's a lot of hard work and i can have a lot of um a lot of just respect for um competitors because it takes a lot out of you and it's something that is pretty time consuming so yeah it's something i very much respect but as far as like missing it again i have my moments but not like oh my god i need to do it so you guys, I also give like the longest answers to these questions and I should probably shorten them a bit. So I'll, I'll try to kind of speed through them a little faster. So this isn't like we're already 20 minutes in and I answer three questions. So sorry, I'll speed it up. Um, how do you want your life to look like in five years? It's a great question. Um, for me, I would love to be a mom in five years. I would love to be married in the next couple years here. Um, and I would like to be a really good wife and I would, I don't know if we'll be living in Florida, but maybe. Um, and those are some pretty big things I, I really want in the next five years of what I like want my life to look like. Um, as far as like health and fitness and I don't know what that will look like. I think going to the gym and, you know, training will always be a part of my life. Some form of like exercise or movement will always be a part of my life. But the big things I want to accomplish in the next five years, I'll be 35 in five years, would be becoming a mom and having a really solid relationship um, and just, just continuing this journey of self-discovery and self-growth, that's kind of solid for me. Yeah. Um, how do you stay in tune with yourself? Hmm. I am pretty self-aware when it comes to my body and what I need and when things are feeling off. If I have like a buildup or if I'm like around a lot of people all the time, I need moments of like scaling it back and being like, okay, like I need some me time. I need, I, I need, like, I'm feeling a little like burnt out or my body's feeling like not right right now. Like I need to back off training a little bit or probably get some more sleep or eat more calories throughout the day. Or I don't know, not train so late because I'm exhausted and that's when I want to wind down. Like I'm pretty in tune with my body, I think just based on like my, my previous, like, you know, competing career. And then a lot of my health issues I went through, I, I it kind of gave me this like 
And I was just very dialed in to when something felt off. So um, I, I think, I don't know if that's exactly what you're asking. How do you stay in tune with yourself? I think it's just really paying attention. You know, no one else is going to be like, oh, you seem like really stressed. You kind of just, I mean, I guess someone can say that, but I just, I think it's like really paying attention. And when something feels off, like say you're working like a ton and you're feeling like extremely burnt out and you're like not making time for, I don't know, the gym or you're eating out all the time and you're not making time to cook at home, you start to feel just like off and you maybe get a little more for me. I get a little more, I don't want to say snappy, but just kind of like quiet or like a little bit more on edge or just kind of like, like I'm just feeling off. And that's when I know I got to like reevaluate, like, okay, what are you doing right now? That's causing you to feel like kind of not in alignment. Like, are you being, are you on your phone too much? Are you staying up too late? Are you eating out a lot and not cooking at home? Are you like not making time for yourself, for your workouts? Are you not feeling like close and connected in your relationship? Like, what is the thing? So I think it's just really about like getting to know yourself and paying attention to when, when you're feeling like, off. And granted, stress is not like necessarily a bad thing. Like it's okay to feel stressed at times. Like it's part of life. Like it's something that's not like, you know, there's so much like talk about like stress-free, stress-free, stress-free. Like people are always going to have some level of stress probably to some extent. It's just about how you handle it in my perspective. Um, so, you know, it's just, yeah, paying attention to like, maybe when you got to scale back or maybe when you're just kind of like feeling blah and you're like, okay, I got to take some action here. Like, what does that look like? Like, what do I need to do? Let's get a game plan together. So for me, that's kind of like, kind of what I do. I I like self-evaluate and check myself quite a bit. And I, and I know, like, I know when I'm like, okay, I need, I need this, or I need to add in this, or I need to take away this. Um, so yeah, just paying like close attention to your body, to your emotions, to how you're feeling, to all the things, you know, cause it all correlates together. So I hope that kind of answers that question, you know, I hope. <laughs> and so much for speeding this shit up. I'm like, again, taking like five minutes of question. Um, were you and Christopher no contact during your breakup? So Chris and I broke up for like four months in 2020, like the start of COVID. It was like four and a half months, actually. Um, four and a half, five. I don't, yeah, like April to August, whatever that is. End of April to August. Um, we talked like sporadically and it was because I was trying to reach out to him and he was like no 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 like I I like this isn't a break where we're like oh like let's check in like you know let's um maybe see each other once a week or not once a week excuse me that's not a break like I mean you can define a break whatever that looks like to you but like we were legit like it was like we're on a break like we're just you know trying to figure things out like we broke up it was a breakup so he was very much like no i need space i need no contact like i don't want to talk to you and i was like trying to reach out a lot to chris um and he would very he was pretty uh he was pretty like guarded which fair he wanted he was like we need to break up um so I, i looking back now um i wish i would have like given him 
I gave him a lot of space, but there were moments when I was like super emotional or like I realized something in therapy about myself that I was like bringing into the relationship. And I like, I think I called him like a handful of times and he was never a dick. He always listened and was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I appreciate you saying that. I hear you. Like, you know, that's good. You're doing like X, Y, Z. Um, but it was a breakup and yeah, I, I definitely could have respected that more. Um, looking back, I was just like not making excuses, but I was pretty like heartbroken and being like, you know, please. And reaching out, which is not the fucking thing to do when someone's like, no, we need a break. We, We need, we need to break up. Um, but yeah, I, and then I, and then I gave him his space and then I fully like let go. And cause I was holding on to the idea of like, I wanted like some security knowing like, was, would there be a chance we would get back together? I just want to know, like, is there a chance? Like, what do you think? And he's like, I can't tell you that. I don't know, Courtney. Like, I don't know what the future holds. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like just a little bit, like, what do you like, you know? And he just was like, I, I don't know. So that uncertainty like drove me fucking crazy, but I had to respect what he needed. And when I fully like let go and and when I fully was like, okay, like we're broken up. You need to stop like speaking to myself. Like you need to stop trying. You need to stop reaching out. You need to like fully like give this guy what he needs. And it's, it's space right now and it's time and it's, it's not you. (laughs) So back the fuck off. And when I did that, I think it let Chris, I don't want to speak for Chris, but it kind of let him sit with how he was truly feeling and what he really wanted. Um, And then we rekindled the relationship and he actually reached out to me and was like, hey, I want to talk. And then that's when our relationship came back together. But I really did have to let go and it didn't happen until the end. So um, during our breakup, he did want no contact and I was like still trying to like randomly contact him. Granted, it was not every day. It was not every week. It was maybe, I don't know, once a month or once every three weeks or again, or after I got out of like a therapy session, I'm like, Hey, like, I would love to talk to you about this. Like I, you know, this happened and I realized I did X, Y, Z in our relationship. And again, it wasn't, you know, he was being a very kind, loving human like he is. So he would answer and, but I needed to like respect what he needed more, which was no contact. So I was pretty vulnerable. Um, how to not gain body fat when you're at a six month break due to an injury. Okay. Sorry. I need a sip of water. One second. Excuse me. Um, Okay. I am fortunate enough to have not had a really severe injury in like my bodybuilding career or in my fitness career at all. I never like broke anything. I broke my arm when I was like a child, but I mean like in the, you know, as an adult, I, I did not. Um, what I really think this comes down to, and this is going to be like so cliche and I'm like, yeah, I've heard this shit before, but the whole like fucking saying like, you can't out train a bad diet. Like training is so important and it is so, it's like fundamentally like amazing for your body, but your nutrition and your diet is going to take the lead on this one. So if you 
are still eating, you know, healthy whole foods with proteins, fats, and carbs, and you're, you're, you're not eating in a crazy calorie surplus. It's not like you're like, I'm trying to bulk. I need to eat all the food. Like you're like, okay, I'm going to feed my body. It's injured. I'm going to give it rest. I'm going to give it time, but I'm still going to eat very, very good. I'm still going to like be like, Hey body, I know you're trying to heal right now from this injury. So like, we're still going to feed you good. You know, we're still going to like treat you right and like feed you well. So for me, I would say the number one thing you should like not stress about is like not hitting the gym for six months. Like, yes, that sucks. And I'm sorry you're going through that. But really, if you can just like dial in the nutrition and make it doesn't have to be boring, gross, like healthy food, like make your meals fun, make stir fries, make different breakfast foods, but make them, I hate the word clean, but make them like whole, clean, nutrient dense, real foods. Don't eat a ton of sugar. Don't drink alcohol. Don't eat a bunch of processed shit. And I hate like don'ts and can'ts and you shouldn't. So like, I'm just saying if you do those things and you're sitting and not really moving or out of the gym, yeah, that's probably like, that's probably not going to do your body good. And you probably will gain a good amount of body fat if you're eating crap and you're not moving, right? But if you can eat really well and, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but if you can eat really well and treat your body good during that time, just just think of it as like, okay, this is the time I'm going to give myself to recover, to, to, to treat it right. And then when we get back in six months, like boom, it's going to be fully ready to go. But like right now, just, just give it what it needs. Don't get angry at your body. Don't get like upset because like you're injured, you know, like it sucks. It happens though. And it's okay. Like when Chris literally tore his bicep fucking two days before the Olympia, 24 hours, I don't know, 48 hours out. Like after the Olympia, he was injured, right? His bicep was swollen. It was huge. He wasn't, and he was eating like after he's done competing, he eats, he eats very well. And he, he doesn't like go binge eat and kind of goes crazy because his like he has an autoimmune disease where like his kidneys will sweat, uh, his kidneys will swell, excuse me, his body will swell and he'll hold a lot of water and feel just like shit. So he treats his body really well after competing. You know, he eats a lot of like real whole foods. He doesn't like to like binge eat, drink alcohol. He stays away from processed sugar. He's, he's pretty damn spot on. But like, even after when he tore his bicep, he couldn't train and he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to eat good and rest and take this time to relax. Cause like, what the hell else can I do? I mean, I have two options. I can stress about it and like be upset that I can't work out or I can just use this time to eat well and chill and I'll be back at it. And he's back at it now and he's great. So just don't be hard on yourself. I know injuries suck and I'm sorry again, you're dealing with that. And I don't know what kind of injury, but if it's like a shoulder or an arm or a chest or a back, if you can still maybe like do a gentle light walk or get some movement in or ride a bike, I don't know, ride a bike. I don't know if it's your, something with your leg or your foot. Um, but depending on the injury, you know, maybe you can do some things, stretch, just switch it up. Just be like, all right, we're going to do something different for six months. So I hope that helped. <laughs> Um, what makes you happy and fulfilled? This is a really good question. Um, 
I think as I've gotten older, my viewpoint on like happiness and fulfillment has like very much changed. And it's not, um, it's not like coming from like outside shit. It really like, it truly is not. I think the most happiness and fulfillment I can feel is within myself, within my relationships and honestly, like the simplicity in life. Um, and truly being present and truly being like just so grateful. Um, you know, I don't, I, I feel the most fulfilled when like my relationship with Chris is like super solid or when I'm like, I feel so good within myself and I'm doing things daily to serve my body and to serve my mind. And, when my family's good. And to me, that is like the ultimate happiness and ultimate fulfillment is, or if your kids are healthy or if you're healthy, like I'm like, fuck, I'm like really so grateful for that. Like I even had, I've even had moments where Poppy, um, our dog, Putson, Poppy, Watson, she has like 500 names. She's like injured, right? She's, she has like a hurt shoulder um, and she's five years old. And she has this hurt shoulder and she can't really like walk anymore. Um, she can walk, but she limps and it's just, I, I need to get her an MRI and like all these things. And I'm nervous to put her under anesthesia and whatever. And I, and Poppy has been with me through a lot of shit. Like she's my little rock and she has been with me through my health issues, through like breakups, through moving multiple times, through finding like myself and my healing and all of these things. She's been like my little tiny potato, my little Frenchy tiny potato rock. And Poppy's my dog for those who don't know who are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, and there are moments like at night where I'm laying like next to Christopher and we're like, like holding hands or like I'm cuddled on him and Poppy is like in bed with me and she's like cuddled next to me. And I'm like, wow, this moment is like such a beautiful moment and it will not last forever where I get to have like my little dog and my fiance and like I'm laying there and I'm healthy and I'm happy and I'm grateful. And even though she's like hurt and like her life's not like the same, I'm just still so happy and grateful. I, I can't really explain it. I don't know, like the little things, like little moments like that. Like I'm just like, wow, like this is really what life's all about, you know, being really present, something I'm working on. I'm not fucking perfect at it, putting my phone away, actually being in the moment that makes me happy. It really does. Laughing, love a good laugh. Love to shoot the shit, love really deep conversations, love to be goofy and fun and be around people that make me feel just like I can be me and I don't have to like put on a front. That makes me really, really happy. So I guess that little things in life, you know? I also think if you want to be, uh, not surface level here, but if you want to not just think of like those moments. I think also feeling good, you know, that makes me really happy when my body feels really healthy. Um, uh, when my gut feels good, when I have mental clarity, when I feel ener when I feel energized and not fatigued, that makes me happy. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's a win. When I have a good workout, um, when my skin feels good and glowy, I'm like, ooh, yeah, I'm happy. Like truly, like it's shit like that. It's interesting. Um, biggest inspiration in the female health and fitness industry and why? Hmm. That's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good question. Um, 
to be honest, I admire a lot of women in my life. I, I do. There are, there, are, there are a lot of women I admire and I'm just like, wow, like you, I, you have this about you and it is like so beautiful and it is like so, it's just like the energy is good and the, their presence is amazing and who they are and how they treat people. So there, there are a lot of women in my life that I, that I admire like that Melissa being one of them. Like I, she has beautiful energy. Mel is like truly like a good soul. Like you can go to Melissa and she's like a very safe person and she won't like judge you. There are people where you feel like almost like judged, you know, um, or like, oh, I don't know if I could tell them that, but Melissa really is like a, a safe, like she's like a, a legit big sister, but like, she really is just a, a good soul. Um, so like to me, that's inspiring and that's someone I gravitate towards. But as far as like, like health and fitness, like to be honest, like when I was young and I was getting into fitness, like, of course, like I looked at like all the OG bikini girls, like in fucking magazines back in the day. And I was like, oh my God, like Natalia Mello, Amanda Latona, like I want their, like I, I admire their bodies. Like, wow. But now as I've gotten older, I think there, there are so many beautiful bodies, like beautiful bodies, right? Like they're everywhere. They're all fucking online, Instagram. Everyone does fitness. Everyone's a fitness influencer. I'm being like, I'm not being serious, but there are a lot of people who take care of their bodies, who work hard, who put in the hours, the time, right? And I can admire that. I'm like, damn, that girl works hard. That guy works hard. They look good. Or you could tell they really take care of themselves or they eat really well or they, you know, do X, Y, Z. But honestly, what's more inspiring to me now is people's character and how they treat others. I'm not bullshitting. And the energy they give off that to me, I'm like, Oh my God. Like, have you ever met a person? You're like, fuck, that's like, that seems like a really like, like that's like good energy, like good vibes. Like I, I, I like fucking like, like that person or you listen to someone or I don't know, you're around certain people and you just feel like, huh, like to me, that is like really inspiring. And that now is more of like something I look at and I'm like, Ooh, like, damn, like that's a, that's a cool person like that. I, I fuck with that person where <laughs> I, to, to be honest, I don't look at bodies anymore. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so inspirational. Like I can admire hard work for sure. 1000%. But I more like, I, I kind of, I more vibe with like people's character. And like, to me, it, I don't know if you want to call it that's inspiring, but that to me is like very gravitating. I'm really pulled to that or like how people present themselves online, right? Like if you follow an influencer or you watch someone on YouTube, like that's why so many people, I really truly feel love Chris because Chris is just Chris and he just, I don't know. He's just him online. He's on YouTube and everyone's just like, oh yeah, you're like, the energy is just good. And, and yeah, he has a great body, but it's, it's more about like his like persona and his energy and like what he puts out that to me is like so inspiring and it's real and it's authentic and you just like love it, you know? So I wouldn't say there's a particular person. I think it's that I'm like inspired by like in the health and fitness world. Um, it's more about just like their energy and honestly, people who like take care of their mindset and people who like, who are, who are self-aware to be honest. That's like very inspiring to me. It's something I admire very much. Um, okay. 
how let wait i need another water break sorry guys let me, let me go over here mm. okay how to heal post comp slash how did you start eating intuitive and embrace changes in your body this is great so even if you haven't competed if you are someone who's listening to this and if you have felt um if you have felt the struggle with like being really lean or like following, you know, a, a diet or something, and then now you're trying to like have more normalcy, right? Or you're trying to eat intuitively. I think one of the best things you can do is just understand that number one, okay, competition look for a woman, for a man is not sustainable year round. You have to understand that. That's like the first, that is the most, like, I think that's number one. Like you, you have to understand that as a woman, you cannot walk around at like, I don't know what do you compete at 10, 12% body fat and like have not, and, and not expect complications later down the line like thyroid stuff with your hormones stuff with your gut it is just not or uh, fertility like you have to understand that like body fat is normal body fat is not something to look at and be like oh my god that's like the worst thing ever that should be shamed but i understand coming from like a competition look which is very lean you're shredded you probably have veins in your stomach your legs are fucking ripped your upper body is it's hard to go from that and seeing that and being like oh like wow like I did that to then like putting on five or ten pounds which is literally nothing but then now starting to like view yourself differently and this also I think comes down to like a detachment of your self-worth coming from your body, which is very fucking hard. Okay. It's not something I'm just going to preach and be like, well, don't put your worth to your body because like, look good, feel good. It's a thing. It's real. When I feel like better or I'm like killing my workouts or I'm, I'm in the gym and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I'm feeling like strong or like really like tight or whatever. I feel better. I'm not going to fucking lie. But am I going to like, is my self-worth going to change because I am 15 pounds heavier than my stage weight? No. Has it taken some time to get to this place? Yeah. But I'm like, but to me now I view my body as like a temple and I view my body as something that is like, I used to be so fucking hard on my body and be like, oh my God, you're disgusting. You have these issues that la. And now I'm like, wow, body, thank you for working for me every day. Thank you for keeping me healthy. Thank you for pumping blood for me. And you know, beating my heart and keeping my organs strong. Like your body is so much more than the external. We just don't always see it that way, right? It's the only thing we do see, which is the external, but inside it's doing so much more. It's, it's literally keeping you alive. This is might get fucking deep and this might not even be an answer to your question here. So for me, I, I just, just try to take a step back and when I was younger, so much of my worth came from my body, my identity and how I looked and how I felt about myself. And now I'm just kind of like, Hey, yeah. Like I love to like, look good and like feel good and train hard. I love it. I'm not going to fucking sugarcoat and be like, no, it doesn't matter. Love yourself anyway. No, I do. I, I feel better about myself when I take care of myself straight up. But I'm also like 
my worth does not change anymore because I'm like, again, 15 pounds heavier than how I used to look with abs and veins when I competed. Do I look, was that like a ton of hard work and a lot of discipline and hours and hours and hours and hours in the gym? Yes, I admire that. But it's also like not sustainable and it's not something you can do for the rest of your life. Like your body is like not meant to be like that low body fat for years and years and years and years. And I did do that at a very young age. And that's how I got pretty fucked up. I'm not going to lie. I never took time off. I never allowed myself rest. I never allowed myself to like go over five pounds. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I can't see this on the scale. And I'm like, fucking looking back now. I'm like, are you like, are, are you okay? Like, are you kidding me? But like, <laughs> it's, you're supposed to do it, especially listen, if you're a competitor and you want longevity in the sport of bodybuilding, you have to give your body rest. Competing is a very hard sport on the body, okay? Physically, mentally, emotionally, the whole thing. It's amazing and I love it and I've done it and I admire it, but you need to take time off and you need to be able to like gain some healthy body fat and relax and increase your calories if you want to have longevity in the sport. Because your body can't run on like no body fat and low calories for years and years and years and years. It can't. So you just have to embrace it. Just be like, hey, guess what? I'm I'm going to get strong now. We're going to eat. We're going to get strong. We're going to build. We're going to shape. And that's what bodybuilding is. It's sculpting and building and then chiseling back down. And like, just, just know that it's like temporary and like you're going to, you're, you're going to probably do another prep and you get to chisel down again, but just learn to love yourself and learn to, oh, I fucking hate that. I shouldn't have said that. You know, no, I mean, yeah. Like learn to love yourself differently and be like, Hey, like body, thank you again for doing so much for me. Like, again, you only see the external. So that's a lot of where you get, maybe get your like worth from, but like your body literally keeps you alive. Like since you've been born, you know, it's doing all the things for you. So just like be like, hey, thank you. Thank you, body. When you start to become friends with your body and like, like view it more than just like this external piece of meat, it, it you, you, you will find such a better, beautiful balance of like it working with you, not against you, not hating it, not shaming it, not being like, oh, can't believe you gained this weight. No, like be like, all right, this is what we're doing. It's not forever. Like we're going to build and we're going to get strong and switching the perspective, you know? So I hope that helped answer your question a little bit. Um, mm, okay. Just got off birth control and I want to get all of my nutrients back in through food. Any recommendations? Well, that is great. Um, birth control. Um, me and Melissa did an episode on birth control. Um, not on birth control, but like hormones coming off the pill, um, different resources. Like there were, there was a, there's a book, it's called Beyond the Pill by Dr. Jolene Brighton. And it's kind of like how to take care of your body and eat and supplement, um, without birth control. And this is, uh, coming from a doctor and MD and she has a whole book on like different, you know, modalities and things you can do, um, to help regulate your body because it's going to take some like regulation, right? Because it's been like used to like a synthetic hormone for some time. So now your body's just going to have to uh, try to regulate. So I think that book is a great resource. Um, 
and and honestly go back to our like oh fuck i don't know what podcast it was but it was with hormones and birth control because melissa was on um an iud form of birth control and actually had it removed so she kind of went through that process and we talked a lot about that um but birth control can also deplete a lot of your nutrients so getting nutrients through food is ideal and it's like the best thing to do um whole nutrient dense foods macro and micronutrients right not just proteins fats and carbs but like all the little micronutrients like green leafy vegetables um berries antioxidants polyphenols all those like beautiful like fruits and vegetables and all the little things in between healthy fats so whole foods real whole foods don't overcomplicate it eat from the earth eat from mother nature and go listen to that episode um you'll see it if you kind of scroll down on like the giver podcast it'll probably be episode i don't know it was like it was the title is like birth control hormones something something so i hope that helped love but yeah getting it through food that's going to be um that's going to be key um do 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 Hi, do you have any travel advice or recommendations? Okay, so I think traveling is an amazing thing, you know, if you have the privilege to do it and you get to see a lot of parts of the world. Um, I was fortunate enough to get to travel a lot when I competed professionally, like to Asia and Europe and Australia. Um, and I, I had it all compensated um, because, of, again, the sport I was doing. So I got to see a lot of the world at a very young age and I, I fucking, that was such a blessing. I got to do that. Like I am, I'm so grateful and seeing the world and just how other people live and different perspectives. And, you know, this year we went to India and Dubai and it, it's, 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 it's honestly like it's, um, it, it really opens your eyes, you know, and if you're doing it for, you know, leisurely purposes and you just want to go hang out somewhere, I think you got to figure out like what you like to do. Like, are you someone who likes to go on adventure and explore and go see museums? And maybe you should go try to go somewhere that has a lot of history. Are you someone who likes to just go lay on a beach and drink a margarita and have some chips and guac? Then look at going to somewhere more tropical and um, more relaxing. So just figuring out like what you like to do. And then another huge tip is just like when you're on your holiday or vacation, um, I don't call it holiday, but I know like Europeans, I think, and Australians call it holiday. Um, we call it vacation in America. <laughs> Maybe some people say holiday, but um, I think when you're away, um, you just learn to like drop in and enjoy yourself. Like your trip is short and usually people like if they have digestive issues or like health issues, they go on a trip and they're like, oh my God, I felt fucking amazing. I don't know why. And it's like, well, you're on this trip. You're low cortisol, you're just low cortisol, your stress hormone, right? So it's like you're low stress. You're just hanging out. You're relaxing. You're you're being in the moment. You're not overthinking. You're not thinking about like X, Y, Z. It's like only if we could take that mentality and like bring it back into real life, you know, like when you get home, which is obviously not always, it's not doable for everyone. We have daily stress, stressors and things, but I think just learning to like really relax and not overthink. Like Chris and I were just in Italy. It was amazing. It was our first one-on-one -on -one trip together, um, like outside of a huge work event. He did a little something at the beginning, but then it was like relax time for like 10 days. And we just like enjoyed, like I didn't, I didn't overthink about like the gluten and the 
pasta and the carbs and the dairy and the sugar. I was just like, I'm here with my fiance in this beautiful country and I'm fortunate enough to be here. So I'm just going to fucking drop in and relax. And I was perfectly fine. It's not about bringing like the special, like magic pill on vacation. It's just truly about like being in the moment and relaxing and just knowing like, just, it's like, this is a temporary time on vacation. I'm just going to like really soak it in. Um, but listen, if you're going somewhere and you have like, if you want some tangible tips here, right? Like if you have like digestive issues, right. And you're like, well, I'm going here and I might be eating other things that I, you know, I don't like, I'm not, my body's not familiar with something I love to bring is a good digestive enzyme. I love to bring, um, some glutathione, uh, to help like detox the liver a bit. Um, if you have, if you have alcohol or your, your liver naturally detoxes, but it's just like an, it's like a little assistance. So I bring like, um, I like liposomal glutathione, which is like a liquid, but traveling with that isn't always easy. So I just have a pill, um, of glutathione. What else do I like on vacation? I do bring some like little snacks, um, in between if I'm like hungry, like really clean protein bars, um, protein powder. Um, you can bring like, uh, what else? What else? I, I, oh, I always bring like Brazil nuts or macadamia nuts, beef jerky sticks. Love those. Got to get in the protein. What else do I bring on trips? Oh, honestly, that's kind of it. Um, I do bring some HCL, hydrochloric acid, which is betaine HCL with pepsin. It just helps again, break down protein specifically in the gut. So I can, I bring some of those tabs. If I'm going out and having like a ton of like steak and heavy fat and carbs, I just take my HCL, like two tabs, and then maybe a tab of uh, digestive enzymes. I'll pop that. I, oh, I do bring a lot of tea. Peppermint tea is great for digestion. Ginger tea, um, so good for the gut and so good for you. So I love having tea, like even if I'm in an airport, like I would rather just like get water and like a bottle of water and like hot water and like make a tea rather than just having um, like tons of caffeine before I go sit on a flight. So I'll do that. Um, I do have a sweet tooth, you know, so I do like my chocolate. I'll bring my like healthy chocolate or, or honestly, I get sugar stuff when I'm there. Like I was having a ton of gelato and croissants and tons of shit. I don't even know what I was eating, just everything. So, um, yeah, just again, don't stress, relax. If you need some digestive support, I, I would recommend a really good pro, uh, not a probiotic, um, a really good digestive enzyme and a really good, uh, and some HCL. Um, if you're having like big, big, you know, protein heavy meals, just kind of help the tummy. And yeah, that would, that would, those would be some of my recommendations, love. Okay, we're already at 55 minutes. So I'm going to end with this one. I just literally scrolled over and I'm like, okay, could you talk about female friendships like hardships and tips for long lasting friends? This is a great question to end on. Um, and I'm going to be super honest and open here um, because this is something I have really struggled with. And I, 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 I'm pretty like sad about this. Um, not like a pity, like, oh, I'm so sad. I have no friends. <laughs> like, but it's something I have struggled with because I feel like a lot of relationships in my life in my early twenties were very like, 
I don't want to say transactional, but kind of like, I don't even know if that's the right verbiage for the sentence, but very temporary, right? It was, it was just kind of like a temporary thing. Like, oh, this person was in the fitness industry. So am I like, we hung out, um, this girl and me worked together. So like, it was like a business thing. Um, or I met this person through fitness or it, it didn't, there, a lot of, for me to have a really meaningful, purposeful relationship with girls, with anyone, you could relate this to a man too, but I think specifically women. And let me speak for myself here. Okay. I need to have depth. I need to have substance and depth and I need to be able to, I mentioned this earlier and earlier in the podcast, I, I need to be able to like feel safe and express myself and be me. And just to me, that is like a real fucking solid friendship. Okay. And friendship breakups are very, 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 very hard. I went through a friendship breakup last year sometime and it was, it was really difficult for me. It was really sad that I had, that I ended a friendship of a, of a long time. And I, it was no like ill intent against the person. It was nothing bad. Like it was just, it was just, as I've gotten older, boundaries and like how people treat you and then treat you it's everything, right? Like it is to me. And when I don't feel like a friendship is like the the friendship is when I don't feel safe in that friendship or when I don't feel like that friendship is there's a lot of respect or whatever, I I don't, I don't really want to entertain that friendship. I would rather just honestly not. Um, and I'm all for speaking your truth. And I think being really clear and being really honest, if something bothers you, or if you're like feeling a type of way, or if your friend maybe did something to hurt your feelings, because let's be honest, we're fucking humans. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fuck up. We're not all perfect. You know, you might do something that, that, you know, means you don't think anything of it, but to your friend, it might be like, oh my God, that like really hurt my feelings. So I think being able to be open and honest. Okay. And I also think evaluating what a good friendship means to you. What does that look like? Is, is, are having good friends, is that just someone like good friends means to me having a shit ton of fun, being able to laugh and going and get drinks. If that's a good friend to you and you fucking love that, that's look for those qualities. You know, if again, it's just finding what, like what fills you up as like, this is like a a solid friend. And this is someone I love, respect, trust. I can have fun with, I can be myself with, um, define those qualities and then start aligning yourself with people who bring out the best in you and who also, it's, it's like friendships and like relationships are like this, like like this dance, like sometimes you might have to show up more for that friend, you know? And then there are other times that friend might have to show up more for you. And I think just like understanding that and being able to, um, oh, sorry guys, my phone fell and being really, being able to really like lean into that and, um, just, just knowing, just knowing and figuring out again, like what, to you is what does a good friend look like? And 
to me, like, again, a good friend looks like just like safety. It's like being able to be myself. It's being able to have deep conversation. I do not like surface level shit. I can have surface level conversation and shoot the shit all day. I, I can. And I like getting to know people and whatever, but I need to have like some depth to my friendships. Um, and, um, I think when someone also, again, makes you feel like, Hey, it's okay. Like you're not judged. Like I'm here for you. Like, l- let me hear it. Like lean on me. That is how you, I, that is a solid friendship. That is a solid relationship. You're not a burden. Like, come here, give me a fucking hug. We're like, I'm, I'm your, I'm your girl. Like, let's like, I got you. Like, come talk to me. That is a, that to me is a really solid friendship. And I'm not going to lie. I have not had many of those. Um, I've had a few. I'm so grateful for the ones I do still have. And I, I think again, as I've gotten older, I don't mean to keep saying that, but I think just I, how I view things now and like kind of the more I get to know myself, the more I, um, the more I, I figure out like who I want to surround myself with, the energy I want to be around, who I want to hang out with. But I also think that comes back down to knowing the self, you know, because it's like if you're hanging out with people who are like, I don't know, bringing you down or talking bad about others all the time or like partying all the time and you're like, oh, like, I don't really like this. Like, or maybe that was, that was such a good friend you had for like five years, right? And then they, and then you started like, you know, maybe just changing and growing a little bit, or you had a kid or you're, you're dating someone. You're like, oh, I don't really want to go out anymore like that. Or I don't really, it's okay to, to have differences, but it's also okay to like end friendships. And I think that's something that like, we think like is not okay. Like, oh my God, like I've been friends with this person for 10 years. How the fuck could I end this? It's like, well, people change and people grow and people evolve and some people don't. And it's okay to reevaluate your friendships in your life and be like, what is like bringing me the most? Like, what is filling me up right now? Who being around this person, do they fill me up? Do they bring me down? Do they add value or do they not? I think being able to like have some, um, some self-acceptance and like, that's the wrong word, being able to have some, um, just, I guess, realization of like ending friendships is okay. And compassion for that, I, I think is a beautiful thing because it's a part of life. And some people are only meant to be in your life. It's like a relationship for a season. Hey, I, was with this person and they taught me X, Y, Z, and I'm so grateful and thank you. It was such a beautiful learning lesson and it was only supposed to be a season and boom, books fucking closed. Done. (laughs) You know, maybe that's how it is with friends too. That doesn't mean like you don't like them or you're like, oh my God, they're the worst person. It's just like, hey, like we just don't really like align anymore. And like, I'll always love you, but like maybe we just, we're just not, we're just not, we don't have much in common anymore, or it's, it's hard to connect on a deep level, or I'm kind of, you know, doing this thing and you're doing this thing and it's okay. Things end, you know, being okay with things ending is a beautiful thing to come to terms with. So I hope that kind of helped answer your question. Um, alignment girl, what feels good to you? Who do you like to be around? What brings you up? What fills you up? 
what energy do you want in your life? That is what I would look for um, in a in a solid fucking friendship. So on that note, my angels, we are going to end the giver pod. Uh, I had so many fucking more questions, by the way, I don't want to sit here and rant for hours, but maybe like I, me and Mel, like we're, well, we, I think both of us are like pretty fun and like good with like Q and A's and we can just like shoot the shed and talk about whatever. So we'll definitely do more of these. And we love doing these together and like going back and forth. And um, so we'll, we'll definitely do more. And we love like hearing from you guys and we appreciate you. And thank you for tuning into this random Q and A and solo episode. We'll be back next week with my love, um, Mel. And yeah, stay tuned for more episodes. Comment below what you want to see. Leave a review if you like the pot. If you don't, that's okay. We still love you. And we will see you next time, my love. Goodbye.